Welcome to Bruin Family Insights, where we equip Bruin families with knowledge to help you get to know UCLA better and encourage your student to thrive during their time at UCLA and beyond. I'm your host, Kayla Albano, and on this episode, we're talking all about orientation and resources for new families. I'm glad to have with me my wonderful colleague, Ryan Darling. Ryan is the Associate Director for New Parent and Family Programs with UCLA's Office of New Student in Transition Programs. He's a proud Bruin, having earned his bachelor's degree in political science from UCLA in 2004. Ryan also holds a master's degree in student personnel in higher education from the University of Florida. In addition to his current work with New Student in Transition Programs, Ryan has also previously worked in residence life, academic advising, and university development throughout his career. Ryan, it is so good to have you on the podcast, especially after all of the wonderful summer orientations we get to do together. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. I am thrilled to be here. You know, you're one of my favorite people to, to hang out with. So I'm, I'm excited to talk about the, uh, the families and the students today with you. Right back at you. Well, before we jump into our conversation, uh, as always, we do have a Bruin trivia question for all of our listeners, um, and we try to keep them themed with our conversation. So today's question is, when new Bruins come to campus for orientation, what campus landmark are they told to touch as part of their initiation to Bruin life? So we'll have all of our listeners simmer on that as we're chatting, and then we will give them the answer at the end of the episode. The following segment of the Bruin Family Insights podcast is brought to you by Westcom Credit Union. Serving Southern California for over 85 years, Westcom Credit Union is dedicated to helping Bruins and their families build better lives. Learn more at ucla.westcom.org. Well, Ryan, May is an exciting month at UCLA as incoming students from around the world submit their intent to join the Bruin family. And more often than not, with that commitment also comes so many questions and tasks to complete in preparation for attending the university. And one of the most important rites of passage for our new students, and as I know you would want us to say, our families, is attending orientation. Today, we are going to talk about what to expect from orientation this year, how you and your student can prepare for the transition to UCLA, and how the university welcomes students to campus in the fall. So without further ado, let's jump into our conversation. And I'd just like for you to start us off with uh, sharing a little bit about new student and transition programs and the resources you provide for students and families. Sure, I would love to. This is, you know, one of my favorite times. Well, there are a lot of favorite times of year at UCLA, but spring is great because everyone is, is submitting their intent to register and we're getting to meet all of you. And it's it's just one of the most exciting times. And, and we're really excited to see you hopefully this summer because one of our main programs at New Student and Transition Programs is, of course, New Student Orientation and New Parent and Family Orientation. Um, we have a lot of programs, actually, because really we're concerned about making sure that, that students and families are making a positive transition to UCLA. So that's really the goal of all of our programs. You probably may have seen us at Bruin Bound activities. We have some newsletters going out um, to our students. We have um, preparing for a new student orientation module. We have a new student mentor network uh, in the fall. We also have an, some uh, other programs um, to help students kind of get adjusted as we go forward. So really, all, you know, our, it's in the title, new student and transition programs. Um, it's pretty, pretty much all there, but we want to we give you information. We want to 
set you up for success as you get started at UCLA. Whether you're a first-year student coming from high school, a transfer student coming from another university or community college, or a family member who just wants to hang out with us and have fun at UCLA, which is really easy to do, I have to say. Yes, it is. And your your team is made up of not just staff, but a lot of your team are students, right, who, who support other students and families through their onboarding process. Right. Um, we have six professional staff in our office uh, for to welcome, you know, 10,000 students and a few thousand families. So we definitely have our work cut out for us. But we also have about 100 student staff members who go through training um, all spring quarter. They basically take the equivalent of an extra class. So we have a lot of information we have to communicate to them and that they have to know. We test them. They have to pass with 90%. So it's not no joke. And they are basically considered official advisors um, and counselors by the university. So all of the advising that they do for the new students and families this summer um, is part of the official record. And they, they really know their stuff and are going to be there to support you and your students as they're coming in. That's awesome. I don't even know if I knew that about the students being considered official advisors. Oh, yes. Look at that. (laughs) And I remember you saying some of these students are are students who experienced their first year at UCLA online, right? And are now still really gung-ho and want to be orientation leaders, even though they haven't set foot on campus yet. Yeah, that's actually been one of the um, really cool things about this year. There haven't been that many, obviously. Um, So we had about half of our staff come back from last summer, um, which is really high. So they, you know, had a great experience last summer and are really excited to do it again. I think they all understand how important the transition is, but also how difficult this time period has been. And they want to help students connect and and make friends and, and get started. And they just are really such a stellar bunch of student leaders and they come from such a, an array of pockets of campus. So they are just fabulous. I love to work with them every year. They're so inspiring and, and positive and upbeat and, and they're great. That's awesome. Well, speaking of last year and this year and everything that we have all been going through together as a globe, basically, um, how will NSTP, which is the acronym for your office, uh, structure orientation for both students and families this year? I know that's a big question we've been getting. So orientation, all of the orientations this summer are going to be virtual. Um, so they'll be held in a remote format again this summer. We did this last year as well. And I know people have questions about why we're not coming back. You know, for us, it's a couple different things. You know, we're following county and city guidelines on what's appropriate and how many people we can have on campus and and safely, you know, move around together. Um, But we also have a population at UCLA that is really global. And so people aren't necessarily coming from the United States. We have a lot of different vaccines and processes out there in the world. And we want to make sure that we're taking care of of everybody as equally and safely as possible. So being a little cautious and, and things this summer at UCLA are still remote in general. So it's not just us. But coming going forward, there'll be some some changes in fall and hopefully we start to move towards normal. So um, the sessions will be remote and online, but they will still be a mix of live presentations, recorded videos, as well as interactive activities and small group activities for the students. So when we're in person, they are the students are put in small groups of about usually nine students uh, with a new student advisor who is one of those student leaders that I mentioned. And that'll still happen in the virtual environment. So they'll have a small group of people that they'll be able to get to know a little bit better than than the whole session. Um, And they'll have an advisor who's going to work directly with them on advising, kind of answering questions, counseling them with with concerns that they might have. 
um, and they'll be with them throughout that session. So they're great role models and they're people that they can communicate with, you know, even past the orientation sessions as well. At orientation, they're going to get a lot of information. Um, and this goes for the families too. We're going to be talking about introductions to the community. So what it means to be a Bruin, what it means to be a UCLA student. Um, you know, a little bit of that is talking with families and students about you're a high achiever. Um, you were the best at your school and now you're at a school where everybody was the best at their school. Yeah. Um, and I know that that makes people worried about competition, I think, and we could probably touch on that later, but I don't think UCLA is as competitive as people would, would imagine it to be. But they're also going to get information on well-being, safety. We definitely spend a lot of time talking about how to be safe, um, how to navigate campus, how to navigate um, the services if you're having trouble. There'll be some activities. Like I said, they'll be in small groups, so they'll get to do some small group activities, some large group activities. We'll have a virtual activities fair so they can start checking out clubs. But the meat of orientation is really academics. And so we're going to spend a lot of time with them talking about any AP tests or IB tests or coursework that they're bringing in, what that's counting for, um, where they need to start with their major, et cetera. So they're going to meet with a new student advisor a couple of times um, and they will have a chance to meet with their department if they have a major already. And they will actually enroll in their fall quarter schedule at the end of orientation. So they will leave basically ready to go for fall. That's the gist um, for our new parent and family orientation. They're going to get a lot of the same information at those sessions, but uh, with a spin towards parent and family concerns. So talking more about safety, about money, about dining and housing and things like that, that are, that are a little bit more nuts and bolts that the students aren't always thinking about the details of. Yeah. And they'll get to see our faces and not just hear our voices, right? Because Absolutely. And I mean, my jokes are legendary. So I, I highly recommend that you come to new parent family orientation so you can hear all of them. That's a, that's a tantalizing little, little cliffhanger there. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Uh, well, you kind of ended the student piece with course registration, which again is another big concern that a lot of families and students have as they're getting ready for college. So how does that work during orientation? I mean, I, are students going to feel prepared to make those decisions? And, and then what does it look like to actually do it? I certainly hope they'll feel prepared. We're, we're doing a lot to to hopefully nudge students in that direction. We get it. It's an emotional, stressful, exciting time. There are so many emotions and feelings going on for people. So we know that it can be a lot. It can be really stressful. So we do try and try and reduce that as much as possible. One of the things that students are going to get when they register for new student orientation is they'll get a link to our preparing for new student orientation module. And what that's going to do is it's going to walk them through a lot of services and resources and some basics about academics and such. But that should really help take their stress level down. So if your student is nervous about what's coming, they should absolutely go through that module. It should help ease some of those concerns and make them feel a little bit more knowledgeable before they get to orientation and are, are having to get into the academic stuff. The really key thing to know, I think, is that we, our office works with departments, academic departments across campus. And so we hold about 25,000 seats in high demand courses that new students need. So that's Courses for requirements for the university or the college, general education courses, courses that are preparation for the major. So we work with departments to hold seats in all those courses so that the continuing students don't swipe them all up. And we basically will take those seats and try to divide them as evenly as possible across the summer so that each, you know, that whether you come to the first session or the last session, you kind of have an equal opportunity and, and an equal shot at getting some of these courses that you need. We're not about, you know, giving students a schedule that has a bunch of classes that don't 
apply to anything that's not the goal we're going to give students things that count towards their degree so there are a lot of different paths for that and they're going to work with their advisors on what that looks like and what's appropriate for them um so i think for for a lot of our families i know get get nervous about this too trust the process and if your student has questions they should make sure to ask them you know speak up if they want something or they're really interested in something and and also keep an open mind in looking at courses because there are so many majors and things that you can take at ucla um, that you would never have thought of. Um, I know a lot of our students think biology, history, but you know there are 10 different kinds of history and 20 different kinds of biology at UCLA. So, and you know, you can be like me and take courses like dinosaurs and earthquakes for your science GEs. Um, I learned I did that too. I took a I took a dinosaur class in college. Yeah. <laughs> It was one of the coolest classes I took. It was hard though, too. Um, it was. It was a lot of evolution. I was not expecting that. So, um, you know, we spent a lot of time in lab, like looking at fossils and saying, well, how did this evolve? And and I'm a social science person. So this was really fascinating to me. Anyways, we're getting off track. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, we distribute those seats um, in courses across the summer. And so you know, you can come to any session, you're going to have that equal access. And the, like I said, the new student advisors are really going to work with them on preparing them for what they need to take. And if they have a major or they have an interest in a major that is doing departmental meetings, they'll be able to go to that, kind of learn about the majors as well. And this isn't necessarily course registration, but more about major exploration, but we'll have some workshops about different fields of study put on by the new student advisors. So students can kind of learn about, you know, what do the physical sciences look like? What are the typical assignments or work that we're going to do there? Um, what are opportunities that might be available? So there'll be a lot of workshops and chances for students to kind of explore and think about that when they get to orientation. Awesome. And I feel like we kind of dabbled in to my next question for you, but we'll see if there are any <laughs> others that we can conjure up, but what are some of the common myths that you hear about orientation and how do you respond to these? The biggest one is the one I just touched on, that you have to come to the first session to get all your classes. That's just not the case. And in fact, if you're somebody who is waiting for test scores or transcripts to come in and you come to the first session, um, we probably aren't going to have all that work in the system yet. So it's actually to your advantage to wait until those things are in and we can you know, advise you a little better. So don't rush to the first session just to go to the first session. Pick a date that works with your calendar and, and fits your vacation schedule if you're taking a vacation. We want you to just come when you're comfortable and, and you'll get classes at work. Um, another one that I hear sometimes, not so much for us, I think, because we have a, a reputation of being very academic, academically oriented. But a lot of the time I'll hear that orientation is all fun and games it's like scavenger hunts and and parties and uh, giveaways and such. And yes, that stuff is part of orientation and we definitely wanna connect students, but it's not just fun and games that we're definitely doing a lot of academic advising, a lot of getting students familiar with the services and resources on campus. So like I said, there's a lot of information they aren't gonna remember at all. And we know that as much as they can, that's, that's what we're after. How would you suggest to your point of students not retaining everything, um, that families take in all of the information they will receive during orientation without becoming too overwhelmed, because that's very real for our students, but it's also the case for our families. Oh, yeah. I think, and I usually talk about this at orientation too, you know, UCLA is a big university. There are a lot of people and we're condensed into a very small area. So it, it feels dense. It feels like there's a lot of people around, but it's also 
is full of pockets of small communities and helpful people. And I think your students, as they get involved at UCLA, will, will discover this, that it's really easy to make UCLA into a small, friendly place. Um, and that's part of our goal at orientation is to connect you with people who are going to be able to help you. So I think, as we said, there's going to be a lot of information and we're going to be throwing a lot at you. And we don't necessarily expect you to remember, but we want to connect you, like I said, with those people who can help. And so I think focusing on those connections, the contacts that we're going to give you, the, the faces that you're going to see um, are great people and resources and want to be out there to support you throughout um, your students' time at UCLA. And so... I think focusing on those things, those people who are going to be able to help you when you do have questions again, um, rather than trying to get all of that information down, you know, on paper or, or whatever it may be. I think something else to remember is that pretty much all the information that we share at New Student Orientation and New Parent Family Orientation is available in other places. Um, a lot of the time we're just summarizing information. So there are a lot of great resources. The Registrar's website um, is one admission has a new student checklist that you should absolutely be, you know, paying attention to as we're going through these next months. But we're going to refer you to places where you can find this information and people that you can talk to after the fact. And so really focus on those, I think, and just try and enjoy the day as much as possible. We want you to have fun. Um, we all love UCLA. I mean, <laughs> I wear a blue shirt every orientation. So I mean, we're all very tied to the success of the students and we want you to have a good time and enjoy just the community because it's really it's a special place and I'm a little biased as as an alum and as staff but you know I've worked at other colleges and no places like UCLA so have fun and, and enjoy the day with us and, and get to know us and play with us and we're we're ready for that we love that so if that's not something to get you hyped for orientation, then I don't know what it is, but <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree with you, you know, and, and I think my plug here would be the parent and family association. Like our team is also here to help you fill those puzzle pieces in when you say, I heard this great thing at orientation, but I don't remember what it was. It was about this topic. Our team, if you reach out to us, can help you fill in those blanks. So uh, you're never, it's not like you're going to orientation and then you're never supported as a family member. Again, you will always have people here on campus to help you support your student. So keep that yeah, in mind. If, if, you know, you aren't hearing from us, let us know. We want to connect with you. Yes. Like we said earlier, you know, we know that there's a lot of information, but we enjoy sort of piecing it together and we have a great interaction between our two offices. Um, so we're going to, we're going to help you out as best we can. Yes, yes, we definitely will. All right. So we've kind of gone over what to expect at orientation and how families can navigate the sheer amount of information they're going to get. <laughs> but before that, what kinds of conversations should families be having with their students to prepare them for UCLA? This is both a, a short and simple and a long and complicated answer. <laughs> the short and simple answer would be any conversations at all. <laughs> Um, really just encourage you to talk with your student about anything to do with college. I mean, what are they expecting? What are you expecting? How often do you plan to communicate? That's really important. And it seems kind of silly, but a lot of the time our students and our family members have very different expectations about what communication is going to look like, how maybe allowance kind of money is going to be used, um, how people are going to spend their time. So I think having those conversations this summer when there's a little bit less to do and, and less going on is good. I think the the more complicated answer and, and Kayla and 
Kayla's office and my office, we've talked about this a lot and come up with a lot of these questions. Talking about finances, who's responsible for what? Is there going to be a credit or a debit card involved? You know, that's <laughs> not pushing that in one direction or the other. You know, that depends on your student and your family, but it's important to think about things like that. You know, have a plan if there is an emergency, what, how are you going to contact each other? Those are some of the biggies, but then, you know, there are other things if they're going to be living in the residence hall. Have they lived with somebody before? Have you prepared them for what sharing a room is like if they haven't? Have you talked with them about how to resolve conflict? You know, there are so many things. And a lot of time, I think we assume that either our students know or that we've communicated to them, you know, it's okay to, to reinforce those messages. And your student's probably going to roll their eyes at you. And that's okay. Like you, you expect that as a parent or a family member at this point, right? It's okay to have those conversations and to, you know, to push a little bit um, because they need that pushing too sometimes. So... Absolutely. Expectations and life skills. I think those are definitely, like you said, the two laundry. big things. Laundry. <laughs> if you're not living in a residence hall, do you know how to cook basic meals for yourself? Yes. Beyond, you know, a package of ramen. <laughs> yes. Which, I mean, hey, some days they're going to have to, but they will need to know probably <laughs> how to like boil water and, I don't know, do all the basics. I am amazed at how many students I talk to who take their laundry home who live in the residence halls. Um, so, Okay, well, I have to tell you, I, when I was in college, I, I lived in an apartment, so I didn't live in the residence halls, but my grandma lived down the street and she was like personally offended when I didn't take her my laundry. So sometimes... <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say, parents might, you know, you might want them to bring their laundry home. So um, maybe that's a secret weapon that you can use. Yeah. Basically, just make sure you and your student are on as close of the same page as possible when it comes to yes. what all of your expectations are. And the communication piece is a big one. And we talk about that a lot at orientation. But yeah, definitely start talking about those things because you don't want them to get to school and then you never hear from them. They aren't eating, their clothes smell, they're fighting with their roommates. <laughs> hopefully not all of those things at yeah, once. But. <laughs> right, exactly. All right. Well, with orientation, you know, we like we talked about, there's so much support afterwards. Uh, it's not just one and done, and then you never, you never hear from you know any support system again at UCLA. So what support is available to students and families after orientation? And, you know, with that, I know orientation part two is one of those things. So I guess my question is twofold. Can you talk about orientation part two and just more generally what support is available after orientation? We've kind of touched on this, I think. So as far as the families, at least, um, you know, we really we're going to introduce you to us at orientation. And then we kind of pass the torch over to, you know, the Parent and Family Association. But we're both always here as resources for you. And we, you know, while we're about transition, we do a lot of the same things that Kayla's office does and, and we're always there as a support, but um, you'll probably get to know Kayla and her team, you know, much more closely than, than us after that first introduction. In terms of students, there's kind of two parts to this. So I know with COVID, we'll kind of come back to this, I think in a second, but in the fall, we do a couple programs. So one of them is orientation part two, and that is something that happens right before um, enrollment for winter quarter opens up. And basically it's drop-in advising for students to come and meet with a new student advisor again, briefly. Usually they're very quick appointments. So like 10, 15, 20 minutes just to kind of get a refresher on, okay, how do I enroll in classes again? Because it's a little bit different orientation than it is during the year what should I be enrolling in? What am I looking at? Like what's next for me? And that's certainly not the only place they can go for advising, but we want to make that 
available to people who maybe have just forgotten a little bit or just, just need that little bit of reassurance from one of their peer advisors again. One of the other programs that we do is the New Student Mentoring Network. And I, I think I know the Alumni Affairs has some mentoring programs as well. So they really are great resources for students to have somebody who they can talk to about what UCLA is like, um, somebody to rely on. So we have a lot of our new student advisors will stay on for fall quarter. Um, and they'll have small groups of students that they'll touch base with regularly, as well as a speaker series that we did. Um, we started last year that was just for that program um, went really well. And we, you know, we had some great tips for students on wellness and self-care, especially during the pandemic and some some really nice opportunities for students to kind of learn and connect with campus. So that's going to happen again this year. Awesome. I, you know, I think particularly all of the services that have been added and adjusted for students that you know, who, who weren't able to come to campus this year and our students who are still like going to school at the end of a pan, I guess not the end, but toward, toward the coming out of a pandemic. There's a lot of great additional resources that you all are providing, which I certainly know our families appreciate. And, you know, as we're talking about expectations and life skills that folks should be talking about with their students and additional support systems that we have. Are there other pieces of advice that you would give incoming families this year? And I think particularly those that live out of area uh, regarding how they and their student can prepare for life at UCLA is because they probably haven't been able to visit campus yet. So, you know, what advice do you have there? Well, I will say first, and this is sort of, sort of amusing and sort of odd, you know, all at the same time, you know, we have new student advisors who have never been on campus. And so I think part of what we're doing is, is having to train, you know, our current students on, on coming back to campus. Um, and that's going to be a process. So it's going to be a little, it's probably going to be a little funky this year still. Um, and I think we should all sort of count on that and expect that, um, that there will be changes, that information will continue to change and, and we'll continue to sort of work our way out of the pandemic. I think, Keeping on top of the the various things that you know UCLA is sending out, um, usually we're going to be communicating with the students. So if if you're not hearing anything, you know, check with your student, make sure that they're not getting emails because UCLA has been pretty good about updating about vaccines and what's happening on campus. Um, we get almost weekly updates. I feel like from from someone high up and important telling <laughs> us here's what's happening now. Here's the newest information. So. That information is coming out and it's there and just, you know, pay attention to it and make sure that your student is paying attention to it. Um, they won't always share with you what's going on and the information that they're receiving, which I'm sure that you as a family member have already experienced at some point in their teenage years. So it can be really tough to be far away from UCLA and be sending a student far away. And, and I know that I lived on the East Coast for a while, um, had to fly back, you know, to California for Thanksgiving and Christmas for multiple years. So I get it. It's a lot of it's a lot of hassle and you're far away and it's hard to feel like you can kind of be involved and do things. And I think what's important is just to keep supporting your student. Words of encouragement, sending mail, sending notes, anything that gives them a boost, I think will be helpful, especially, you know, everybody's been home for this past year and we're used to being around each other. So as, as people start to move around again, I think it's important just to keep those lines of communication open and keep being encouraging. I think we've discovered this year that it can be really isolating and lonely to be, you know, at home all the time, even though we're potentially with family members. And so I think as that changes, it's going to be awkward for people to kind of come back and start to interact again. So any kind of encouragement, any kind of just support and positivity, I think is, is hugely welcomed by the students. 
for those of you far away, you know, rely on the Parent and Family Association. They're going to give you lots of information and they'll have activities for you to connect. The Alumni Association does pretty much the same. Lots of wonderful ways to connect with campus. And I think if, you know, staying involved in those ways is really a good way to be informed and feel like you have a handle of what's happening, even if you're far away. So I really recommend that. And when you can visit campus, visit. It is gorgeous. You'll feel feel the community at UCLA when you do visit. But I think just come into, you know, come to orientation as well, because we're going to try and we're going to talk with you about what UCLA is like and give you a, as good a picture as we possibly can of what life's going to be like. So take advantage of those opportunities to connect with campus and to learn about campus. I think that's really the best advice that I have. Yeah. So be encouraging. Stay on top of university communication. That was a lot, wasn't it? <laughs> no, no, it was good. And go to orientation. Yes, yes. And visit campus when you can because campus is starting to open up again. So this summer, if you have some time and you are able to come to campus or even if you're able to come a little early to drop your student off, that those are all great ways to just stay connected. And like you said, Parent Family Association, the Alumni Association. There's tons of events. We actually have a website. And this is, I think, an overall resource that I would give for families and students, especially. Uh, we have a website. It's community.ucla.edu. And it has a list of all of the events going on online. And I know probably in person, they'll start to add those there as those come up eventually. Uh, there's clubs and organizations lists on there. So you know, if your student's trying to figure out how they will find their people, uh, orientation will help with that. And we also have online resources for that. So totally agree with you. Just dive into what's online because there is a lot there. Speaking of clubs and organizations and getting acclimated and all of that, uh, can you share a little bit about how that will happen this year? How will students be welcomed? How will they be acclimated? Will there still be events for new and returning students to enjoy? This is a big one on the minds of a lot of our families right now. Trust me, it's a big one on our minds as well. We, we definitely understand that there's a lot of people, as we've alluded to multiple times, there are a lot of people who've never been on campus. You know, as another example, some of our student coordinators, um, I just saw for the first time in person in over a year since we interviewed them, you know, for staff last year. So that's weird. Um, I don't think there's any other way to describe it. Um, and, and we're going to have to adjust like we talked about before. Typically in the fall, we do a lot of programs to welcome everyone to campus anyways. So all of that's still going to happen. Mainly, um, the main part of that is True Boon Welcome Week, which happens during the week that classes start, basically between move-in and the start of classes. And that will be filled with activities to help students learn about majors, connect with clubs, um, learn about other resources on campus, um, apply for jobs, all kinds of different things. Some of those will be in person, some of those will be virtual. I know that they're working to balance, you know, balance that out and make sure that everything is safe. So all of the normal things will still be happening. So put that, just lay that foundation. I think that campus is really aware that we have a lot of people who haven't been able to experience campus. And so those discussions are happening. And, and I know that there are plans to open up a lot of those activities um, that would be for new students only to everyone. There are, in other cases, offices planning, you know, new activities for everybody just to come back. Because, I mean, even the staff, we've been working from home for over a year as well. So we haven't spent much time on campus even. And I know that there are all kinds of people who have started their job this year um, and have never been to their office. So yeah. 
It's really interesting. You know, for our office, some of the, the things that we would normally do at in-person orientation, we're going to pull into the fall quarter. One of those being our extensive campus tour for students, um, which, you know, when we're in person takes basically half a day um, of the in-person session. So we're probably going to bring those into fall and have our new student advisors giving those tours. And what's great about those tours is that if you took an admissions tour, you learned a lot about UCLA for sure. Um, on our tour, we really dig into some of the campus culture, some of the legends and myths about campus. It's a really fun tour, but it also includes some of our, you know, rituals and some of our traditions, which, you know, may have been alluded to in the uh, trivia question. Yes. We're going to bring those tours. We're going to have them open for, for everybody to take that tour and enjoy that because you would have gotten that at orientation normally. Um, so we're going to make those available then. Um, we're looking at other programs that we can do. Um, that's kind of our big one that, that we're, we're working on right now. And as we sort of get orientation all set up, I know our, our, we're going to shift our focus to fall and planning activities for people to get back to campus. And they, I work with a lot of different offices and I know that they have this on their mind, um, the student union especially, who is a big programmer, a big employer of students on campus. Um, I know that they have things in the works and we're going to work with them. And I, I'm sure Kayla and I will probably be talking about something fun for families. We'll see kind of what comes up. I know that the, the plans are still unfolding. And so I don't have a lot of details for you right now, but I know that things are coming and, and that we're we are so excited to have people back. As our Dean of Students likes to say, she hopes that we never see anybody skipping class again after this. <laughs> I don't know that that's gonna happen, but um, it's a nice thought, so we'll see. I actually feel like, and who knows, You know, we don't know yet what the full extent of accessibility for everybody will be to campus in the fall necessarily, but my belief and my hope is that the energy on campus is going to be amazing this year because people are going to be so excited to be there. Yeah. And we have such a vibrant community at UCLA in general, you know, in regular times. I can only imagine how they're going to respond. Like our student body is pretty, A, they're, you know, they're overachievers and they're involved and they're engaged and they like to be around each other for the most part. So they're just itching to come back. I know, you know, all of our continuing students are itching to be back on campus. We are itching to be back with them. We're excited to be moving in that direction. And yeah, like Kayla said, I think there's going to be a lot of joy and excitement this fall um, as people return to campus. Agreed, agreed. So that was my last big content-focused question for you, Ryan. But a question that I try to ask on every episode is a little more personal. And so I hope you will indulge me for a moment here. But <laughs> what we are on Bruin Family Insights. So what does family mean to you? It's a great question. So for me, I, I have three answers for this, I think. Maybe four. four oh gosh, here we go. Four. We're going to be here all day. Okay, let me, let me narrow it down. I am somebody who loves education. I love to be around students. I love to be around learning. So for me, you know, the higher education family is, is a strong one. And I've worked with a lot of great people around the country um, and made some fabulous connections with, with just a lot of people who really care about students and, and want them to succeed in college. So there's that. You know, we have family members. That we talk about parents, but, you'll, you know, we, there's a reason that we call it new parent and family orientation because I think we understand that Family is such a flexible term these days, you know, and everyone's family looks different. And I think we celebrate that and we love that. 
So I think family in terms of, you know, when I think about the work, it's, it's everybody who cares about the student and wants them to succeed. And so I think for me, that includes, you know, blood relations, chosen friends, but also us at the university. I think we're part of that family. Um, and we talk about the Bruin family all the time. I think that's kind of my last definition, like UCLA is, is home for me. Like I said, I've been at, on the East Coast. I've, I've been in other countries and I'm always drawn back to UCLA. Just the warmth and the care that I find on campus. It's so welcoming and friendly. And so I've always felt like UCLA is a big family. Even, you know, we don't always do things right. Sometimes we mess up and sometimes we have arguments, uh, you know, within the family. But we're really, I think forward-looking and and we had you know we've had our optimist campaign that's kind of the attitude that we take on campus is sky's the limit and we're really proud of that so I think the UCLA family is is probably the one that's most salient to me I love it you took the words right out of my mouth I was gonna say we are optimists so I I totally agree with you on that Ryan but uh, with that that is that is the end of our little chat here but I'm I'm just so glad we were able to to connect for our families and uh, I know that we've already said this will not be the last time they hear from us so I look forward to to getting to do more of this this summer but before we officially end our our time together I do need to give the answer to that trivia question Yes, that is a very important one. I know, and I know you're excited about this one, but just as a refresher, the question was, when new Bruins come to campus for orientation, what campus landmark are they told to touch as a part of their quote-unquote initiation to Bruin life? And the answer is, new Bruin students are told to touch the water in the inverted fountain as their initiation to life at UCLA. And they are then forewarned that doing so again before graduation will add an extra quarter to their academic career. The drama. This is true. This is very <laughs> true. As an official UCLA spokesperson, I can tell you that this um, is not just superstition. <laughs> but yes, if you look up inverted fountain uh, and students, you will find pictures of students standing in the fountain um, at graduation. Um, after they've taken their last final, you go jump in the fountain. I have some pictures myself um, doing that. So this is one of those traditions we take pretty seriously. And we actually, as part of our tours, will usually brew and ties, quote unquote, our students. Um, I love it. So that they get that first touch of water and then they are not allowed to touch it anymore until they graduate. That's awesome. Well, again, thanks, Ryan. And if your students want to know more about that, take the tour in the fall. They should definitely uh, do that to learn more about those traditions. But again, we just want you all to know that we are here for you. There will be activities for you through new student and transition programs, the Alumni Association, the Parent and Family Association. We will have so many things going on for you and your students. So I uh, just know that it's this is this is just the beginning of your family's Bruin experience. And, you know, with that said, I know we brought up a lot of resources today. We will make sure they are all in the show notes and you will be able to access those easily. But we just want to thank you, Ryan, for being with us and thank all of our listeners. And we look forward to seeing you all in the fall. Thanks, Kayla. You've been listening to Bruin Family Insights, brought to you by the UCLA Parent and Family Association. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Westcom Credit Union. Our guest today was Ryan Darling, Associate Director of New Parent and Family Programs with UCLA's Office of New Student and Transition Programs. 
If you enjoyed our podcast, be sure to subscribe, tell a friend, and share your support on social media. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon.